This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online, and I am once again coming to you from the confines of the basement of uh, Nostalgia Zone Comics and Collectibles, which is in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, I work part-time for this place, and on Saturdays, I work the register uh, until 6 o'clock in the evening. Man, I work six days a week. What the hell? And two nights a week. Oi. And that's not counting the nights I work doing the stuff for the comic book store, where I sit down and enter comic books, which I, that's not a big deal. I usually have something on TV and just kind of, you know, relaxing at home, entering comic books. not a big deal. Anyway. <clears throat> yep, just here again. A uh, little story about... I, 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 I remembered a little late that I forgot to put up a picture of the, uh, of the little setup I have down here in the basement. Uh, I, I I do have a picture of it, and uh, or a couple pictures actually of what this gives you a hint of what it, how much stuff Nostalgia Zone has. Um, so I will I will remember to put the image on the uh, uh, show notes page, which you can get to by going to dimland.com and click on the show notes slash blog option. And just a little story about how. Sometimes having so much stuff here in the store can cause to a, 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 a brief period of raised blood pressure, let's say. <clears throat> Apparently, in the course of this past week, since I was here last Saturday, uh, the, the owner had bought some uh, rather valuable comic books from somebody. He graded them quickly he figured out prices for them and what we do for our high dollar items our showcase items uh, we will um, the the store manager Dave my friend Dave will post images on Facebook and I think on Twitter uh, before the stuff is entered into our online catalog so that people who will follow us on Facebook and, and Twitter will get like a first crack at it you know hey you know join our membership which can save you 10% on purchases and can earn points toward future purchases, which is like earning another... Uh, uh, you get For each purchase you make, you get like 10% in points. Or, I think that's how it works out. So that adds up to a dollar amount. We say, hey, do you want to redeem this? And it'll, you'll save that amount on a future purchase, and people will, you know... You can do that online too. We we work online. Go to nostalgiazone.com. We got an online catalog, lots of Silver Age and Bronze Age books, 
a fair amount of modern age books. Not so much in the golden age era, but uh, we're pretty, you know, pretty stocked up with Silver Age and Bronze Age. Comic book collectors know what I'm talking about. So if you're one, check us out. So anyway, we uh, we got in some pretty valuable issues, uh, four in particular, of the X-Men series. Uh, number one, numbers three and four and seven uh, is what we, we got in. They were not in the t tip top shape. Uh, the uh, number one, uh, I think, was conditioned. Uh, the the owner of the store, he 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 knows how to grade books, and he's pretty accurate in his grading. You know, other people have you know looked at the, how he grades stuff, and they they found him to be you know, pretty accurate, uh, pretty fair in his grading. And so he graded the uh, issue number one to be in fair good condition. And on a number scale, and again, comic book collectors know what this is all about, but on a number scale, that would be a 1.5 or a 1.5. And, you know, that's not great because the scale goes up to 10, which is mint. We call that mint. And it, it goes in increments. It starts out with uh, poor, then it goes poor fair, fair, fair good, good, and up the scale to uh, there's near mint, uh, There's well there's near mint, and then near mint, mint, and then mint. Alright, those are the top three tiers. And there are numbers that correspond with that. Uh, the high, really high grade, usually, you usually don't see tens, which is mint, but you, you'll see a 9.8 or a 9.8, you'll see that. And that's pretty close to mint. I mean, that's just, you know, if you get a 9.8 book, that uh, a book that's graded that of a very uh, desirable book, that can be very valuable. Uh, anyway, so uh, I've asked the boss once, because here at, at Nostalgia Zone, our grading starts at poor and caps at near mint. We don't go to the near mint, mint, and then mint. You know those little incremental steps between. We don't we don't do those last two. And I asked him. I said, "Why don't we go higher than that?" And he said simply, "Nobody's perfect." He doesn't believe there's a perfect condition comic book. He thinks that you know uh, near mint, which we the number value that we put on it is a nine point four. So you know that's our our top value, our top condition books. Are put into that now we don't have a lot of what they call slabbed books or graded books uh, when somebody in the collection in collecting comic books when they say graded do, you know when they call here and they ask me do we have any graded books what they mean is have they been sent out to a company like CGC who has people that you know professional graders of comic books look through them and put a grade on them and then they put them in this plastic sealed container that you have to break that thing open if you want to get that comic book out again. But if you do that, well, you know, if you've lost the integrity of the grade of your comic book, well, they'll go through it and they'll they'll find they look with a fine tooth comb and they'll give it a grading. Uh, they'll put a number on, value on it. So we only have a handful of graded comic books. Uh, we occasionally send a book out to be graded. Uh, by CGC and there's other companies and these companies are being inundated by collectors they're like it's a, it can take six months to a year to get your books back after sending them out to be graded because they're just that far behind in in the in the uh, collecting of uh, baseball cards 
there's there are companies that do the same thing that do grading of baseball cards and they'll slab them and slabbing a baseball card to me is if that makes sense because a baseball card only has a front and a back but if you slab a comic book you put it in a plastic container that is sealed up that you need to break open if you want to get that comic book out um, you can't I mean comic books have pages in there you all you can see is the front cover and the back cover when you've done that so it's you, you, I don't know to me I, I want to be able to flip through the pages that's just me I'm an old guy old schooler that's just me so none of my collection has been slabbed or graded I mean I've brought in some books here shown them to the boss and said well what grade would you put on this and he gives it a quick look through and he gives me a grade and I said okay and then I update my little my app that uh, keeps char uh, keeps track of my collection you know I put stuff in there so that way when I come here to the store if I wanted to buy something I said do I have this one already I can look it up and say oh yeah I already have this one I've I've made the mistake of not consulting my app and have purchased a book that I already had <laughs> I've made that mistake so I've gotten better at uh, checking on the uh, on my app so anyway <clears throat> so we had these four issues of uh, X-Men number one three four and seven number one was graded at fair to good which is a 1.5 it's a pretty low grade book but because it's number one of x-men it's a very desirable book so even books that aren't super great in their condition can still be quite valuable so the price he put on that book was thirty three hundred dollars it sold like that i mean it sold because uh uh well we, as i said we put them up on uh, facebook and on twitter before we put them into our online catalog so people who follow us there get a like a first shot at it oh that looks good and they and we say contact us let us know and you know first come first serve um somebody got right boom right through and said yeah i want that one and we sold it uh, I'm sure they were a member of our membership, so they saved 10%, and if they had points, they could use that against uh, the price of it. So, you know, I'm sure, you know, we didn't get the $3,300, but we got pretty good. I don't know what we paid for the books. Now, the other three books, uh, one's valued at like $200, and another one's, uh, I don't know, I can't, I can't remember what uh, number seven is valued at, but number four is valued at twelve hundred dollars and its condition is fair poor fair so something you know it's it's they're low grade but as i said the moments that raise your blood pressure <laughs> make your heart beat quicker uh, dave told me about this uh, he's the one that takes the pictures of the books and puts them out on our social media and uh, makes the announcement that it's here and uh, he he um uh, he uh, I, I was told about the uh, X-Men number one. I think the boss told me about that. And then I get a, a text from, from Dave saying uh, essentially that, well, we can't find three, four, and seven. We can't find them. <laughs> I, uh, what do you mean you can't find <laughs> I'm looking at, oh, no, you got to be kidding. He says, I took pictures of them, and I believe, he wrote that in all capitals, that I handed them back to the owner. But maybe they got put on a stack? 
<laughs> so I'm sure, I don't know how much time went by, but I'm sure they were just like, well, what the hell? They're around here somewhere. We didn't have any customers in at the time, so it's not like somebody walked off with them. It's it's just it's this this place is sometimes it's a black hole it just sucks something away and it's like, where did it go? Uh, so they they did some searching and apparently they found it in a stack somewhere. They found the three books and okay panic over. Um, two of them are now in our showcase upstairs. So I I wonder if number uh, see number two and no three and four are in the showcase right now. Number seven isn't and I I wonder if that one has sold. I'll have to ask Dave. Uh, I like to update at least the, the Facebook uh, posts about these books when they have sold. I like to put in there, this is sold. You know, it's just, uh, put it in the comments. This has sold um, and so that people know. Uh, Dave did put it into the uh, the X-Men 1. He did put a sold in there so people will, oh man, I snoozed, I lost. So, there you go. That's just, uh, and when you see the picture of what, what this bit of the basement looks like, you'll get an idea of, well, I can see how something can get set down somewhere and then something get piled, set on top of it. And where did that go? Um, we try to keep the the customer area of the store uh, clear of, of, uh, uh, of clutter as much as we can so that they can get to what they're looking for. Um, but it's not immaculate. <laughs> it's not perfect. There are boxes that are still in the way of some things. But... Uh, it's been worse, and we're doing a pretty good job of keeping it uh, navigable. Is that a, did I say that word right? I don't know. But yeah, uh, check out our website, uh, nostalgiazone.com. Uh, you can become a member, save ten percent on comic books. Uh, you know, for whatever you buy, you know, check out our online catalog, see what we might have. It, you, there's an option on there to uh, to be notified if we're out of a particular book on our uh, it'll say that, it, that we don't have one but you can have an option on there to click that's to, to give your email so that we will notify you uh, automatically the website notifies people who have clicked that button that oh we've just entered this book are you interested so yeah so you can be alerted this is cool so we try to we try to do that and keep our head above water and have a little enjoyment working here at the store. Next week, the 30th, is going to be the uh, Twin Cities comic book crawl. And a whole bunch of stores are participating in it. And I'm not sure if we're going to have a sale or something, but normally we're open 2 to 6 on Saturdays. We're going to be open noon to 6, which means I'm going to have to be dealing with the public from noon until six. I'm going to have six hours of them instead of four. <laughs> Which, they're okay. You know what I do? I'll tell you what I do here. <clears throat> when I'm, this is one of the things I do here when I'm, when I'm working at the store and I, and, and trying to, I don't know, have a little fun in the store. Uh, I have my, you know, the Spotify is on the computer upstairs and we have a speaker that's, you know, we play music. Uh, just sort of just have a little something in the background and I try not to have it be too loud yeah you know, that's the thing you ever go to a store uh, or a restaurant and the the background music that they play the music stuff is just really loud have you ever have you encountered that I just the other night last night I think I was somewhere and I, I, I stopped in a, a, a quick trip it's like a I don't know, like a 7-eleven or a 
Speedway or you know it's a gas station with a convenience store and it's in, and the quick trips have a little bit of a bigger convenience store it's almost it's close to almost being a, a, a small mom and pop grocery store it's because it's it's a little bigger anyway so I walked in there and there the music they're playing was just so loud it's I wanted to it's supposed to be in the background it's that you you're this is blaring stop it so I try not to do that when I'm at the store, but I want it to be audible enough so that people can hear it, and hopefully they enjoy it. Now, I play my Spotify uh, playlist. I just have, I have one, well, I have two. I have one that is, uh, um, uh, uh, has songs in there by uh, artists that I've seen in concert. Uh, one song each. And uh, it has that. But then I have my major, my main playlist, which I call the radio station I've always wanted. And it has, I don't know, 5,000 songs in there that I just do, uh, I keep it on random shuffle, whatever, and just play it like that. And if I'm not feeling a particular song, I'll skip it. Uh, if I feel like a particular song, I'll go look it up and throw it into the queue. Uh, I'll do stuff like that. But otherwise, I just let that play through because it's everything that it plays. I like it because I put it in there. A lot of 80s music, a lot of 80s alternative type music. But, you know, it's a fairly eclectic, I think, uh, range of music. So when I put that on the, on the, the Spotify on here at the store on Saturdays, uh, I, I have the volume reasonable. And, and I keep my ear open for, you know, you know songs that might have uh, uh, lots of swearing in it. In fact, uh, a couple weeks ago, there was a young family in here. You know, a couple, you know, three kids and a mom and dad, and they're looking through. And a song by Tenacious D came on. It's, uh, I think, the song Karate. And it doesn't take long before Jack Black starts dropping f bombs and stuff. The song and I was here, and then I noticed that I was playing. I went, oh, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. And the dad's right next to the register, and he's very close to the speaker. I said, hang on, hang on. And I pause it, and then I skip it to the next song. And I said, that that one's a little too filled with language. <laughs> I thought, yeah, the kids in the store, you know, let's not play that one. Yeah, so, so I try to keep an ear open for that kind of stuff. Anyway, one of the things I do is I, I, you know, this is sort of, I don't know if it's a little bit of personal marketing to customers or something, just a little bit of something just to, you know, a particular customer will... Uh, maybe uh, uh, you know, just uh, have that a uh, uh, little bit of an experience that, huh, that makes them think more positively about the store. And, and, but it's, it's a little bit of fun for me too. So what I'll do is if a customer comes in and they're wearing a concert t-shirt with some band, some artist you know, on there, that one that I like, one, and, and uh, so I'll see that, and I'll think, hmm, uh, okay, I know what I'm going to do. So I, I pull a song from that, that, the artist on that T-shirt, and I put it in the queue. So whatever song's playing, the next one up is going to be a song by that band. Uh, one young fellow came in, and he, and, and, and he was wearing a shirt, a shirt with uh, uh, the cramps. As the you know, it was a concert shirt for the band, the Cramps, and so I thought, oh, okay, so I went and I put the the Cramps song, Garbage Man, uh, in the in the queue. It was going to be the next song up, and so then I just watched them to see if they react. Now, Garb, you may not know the 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 band very well, but uh, Garbage Man is their 
it's probably their, their best known song. It's a really good song. They're, they call their, the music that they did, they called it psychobilly music. Uh, uh, it's sort of rockabilly, but uh, very, you know, um, sci-fi, B-movie, horror movie sort of vibe to it. So sort of, sort of a gothic rockabilly. It's it, interesting. You know, it's just, it's, they're interesting. <laughs> and I, if I remember to do so, I'll link to a video of them playing in concert in, from the film Erg, A Music War, which is a concert film uh, that uh, was made in like 1980. So it was right at the, uh, the, the, the new wave, uh, the emergence of new wave into the music scene, and the, also the emergence of post-punk. And all these bands are sort of related to that, sort, that, that music genre, mostly. It's just really cool stuff. Anyway, the cramps are in there. And well, uh, the lead singer for the band, a fellow, he called himself Lux Interior. He's uh, he's really something to watch. So I'll try to remember to put that video up. Anyway, so I put in the song "Garbage Man," and I'm watching the reaction of the person looking through some comic books, magazines. What else? Anyway, so he doesn't react at all. Huh. No reaction. So I'm thinking, well, either he's, you know, he's too cool for school, or he's he's too concentrating on what he's doing that he's not really even noticing because I have the music at a level that it's in the background. It's not overtaking everything, but it's in the background, see? But, yeah, so maybe he's not really noticing it, or he just liked the shirt and he doesn't really know who the cramps are. I hope he was just so concentrating on the task at hand that he just didn't realize it was playing. I hope that's how it was. But later that same day, uh, a group of three people came in, a couple men and a, and a woman. They come in. They're all about my age, maybe a little younger. They come in, and I notice that they're enjoying the music. This, uh, the woman is kind of she was walking down one aisle. She's kind of shuffling, moving to the music a little bit. I can't remember what song was playing, but then okay, that's cool. And then uh, one of the guys is he's up by the front looking at the show, showcase, and and uh, his and, and the other guy is standing next to him. The other guy was uh, he's showing some impress, being impressed by the song. Uh, it was Echo and the Bunnyman song that was playing. And I said, all right, fan of Echo and the Bunnyman. I said, yeah, yeah, I like it. And the other guy that was checking out the stuff in the showcase. He was wearing a concert shirt for the band Blondie. Now, remember, the name of the band is Blondie, not the name of the singer. The name of the singer is Debbie Harry. The name of the band is Blondie. Okay, so anyway, I see he's wearing a Blondie concert shirt. So I don't go for Heart of Glass to put that in. I mean, that would be too obvious. I, I dug a little deeper. They have a song called uh, Atomic, which is a pretty cool song. So I put that in the queue, and... It comes up, and I see the guy react. He was like, "Yeah, all right." And I said, "And I said, cool." You know, they told him, "I says, I just, I do this. I, if I see somebody wearing a concert shirt, and I like the band that they have on the shirt, I pop it into a pop a song of theirs in the queue just to, you know, just to see their reaction, just to have a little fun. And it is maybe just a little bit of marketing, maybe you know, just oh, give a person a good feeling." about the store. That same day, there was a fella, again, about my age, he uh, he said, can I come behind the counter and look at, because we have the really valuable books behind the counter, he says, can I come back there and, you know, look through these? And I said, 
sure, you know, just be careful. And he's, of course, he's careful. I trust him. I'm standing right there. So he's looking through him. And then at some point, he looks over and he says, what radio station are you listening to? And I said, well, it's my Spotify playlist. He says, oh, this is very eclectic. He says, you know, Roger Miller and now, you know, you 2 or whatever, you know, came up. And I said, oh, thank you. So, anyway, uh, what is also very eclectic, is it really? I don't know. Uh, uh, is my break. It's, a, it's just a break. I need to take a break. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'll be back. Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Valtor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, on Z-Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and, of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. Remember, there's no hugging in the chat room. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network. Z Talk Radio is committed to bringing you the best radio possible. We will test your senses with innovative and entertaining radio programming. Honest, informative, inspirational, and on occasion, controversial. Our listening audience will also have the opportunity to interact with the show hosts and guests through live chat and call-in capabilities. You can't be left out of the loop. Tune into all our live shows once, and you'll never turn your computer off again. Z-Talk Radio on your computer dial. Your healthy addiction. Speaking of Echo and the Bunnymen, that's who that was just then. And that might have even been the song I played in that playlist, the song The Cutter. Uh, I didn't play it, the, the playlist was playing it on its own. But that's the name of the song, The Cutter. And that was Echo and the Bunnymen. And this is Dimland Radio. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Okay, sports ballers, be warned. I'm going to talk baseball. Uh, specifically... Uh, the All-Star Game that just happened this past week. For the last 18 years, maybe a little more, I have been unable to watch the All-Star Game from beginning to end without having to rearrange my work schedule. For 18 years, 
I worked Tuesday nights. The All-Star Game is always on a Tuesday night. And I would miss two things because of working Tuesday nights. Each year I'd miss the All-Star Game. I'd catch it at the end, or there was a couple times over the last 18 years where I did rearrange the schedule. I think I did that when the, the All-Star Game was in Minneapolis at Target Field. I did it. I think I did it that year. But okay, so that's one of the things, and I miss that each year, or I would over those 18 years. The other things I would miss, the other thing I would miss, would be election nights. The election night results, because those were always on, elections are always on Tuesdays. Uh, so I'd always miss the that, and I kind of enjoy watching the results come in, especially when the right people are winning. When the bad guys are winning, and we don't like that. And uh, <clears throat> lock him up, lock him up, lock him up. Anyway, where was I? Oh yeah. So anyway, this was the first year in 18 years where I didn't have to rearrange my schedule because this was the first year that I haven't had to work on Tuesday nights. When I stopped being the manager at that janitorial service, but I still would clean, I arranged it, I arranged it so I was only cleaning two nights a week instead of three. I just shifted the schedule around. The customer said, okay, so it's Wednesdays and Friday nights that I clean now. And then the first Thursday of every month, I clean that night too. So, okay, I had Tuesday off. So I was looking forward to watching the All-Star game. Well, let me do this little... This is going to be familiar, because I've talked about this before, but it's this is a little add-on. Now, we're talking slippery slope here, which is, a, which is a logical fallacy, but sometimes... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. For decades, baseball, coverage of baseball, on the radio and then on television, had run pretty much the same way. When it started on, tele, on radio, way back when... Uh, it was pretty much just one person, usually a guy, a man, calling the game, giving the play-by-play. -play. I shouldn't say usually, always a man back in those days, because women couldn't do stuff like that. They may have liked baseball, but they can't. No, 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 no. We can't have, have, have you do that, you know. <laughs> you know. And and it's getting back to that because you know Roe v. Wade, you know that whole thing. It's getting back to putting women in their proper place, right? Right, fellas, right? I'm being sarcastic. I hope you know. So anyway, you'd have a guy calling the play-by-play -play of the game, painting a picture on the radio of what's happening, giving some history of the game, talking about some of the players, maybe giving scores of other games, but pretty much telling you what's happening in the game. And then when it went on to television, it still was on radio, it still is now. But when it's on television, the game calling can be a little looser because you've got the television showing you what's going on. Right? So they don't have to paint the picture so much. So you got a play-by-play -play guy still giving you, you know, what's going on there. But now they've got a little more leeway to have a conversation with another person sitting in the booth with them. And that is usually somebody who, who used to play the game who can give the background information, who can tell you what it's like playing the game and can give you that inside information. They call those, those guys the color guys. They're the ones that, you know, that just kind of flesh out the story of the game, give the give more of the history, tell you what it's like to play, what they think the pitcher might be thinking or what the hitter might be thinking or what's go, you know, to give you the insights of a game that somebody who has played the game professionally can have. 
All right, so that's that's so that happened. And sometimes you'd have two of those guys in the booth. And at some point, they added a, a, a field reporter. Like in, in football, they have the sideline reporters. Well, in baseball, they have a I'll call them the dugout reporter. And they don't in the dugouts. That's where the teams sit. You know, when they're you know when they're not on the field, they they sit in the dugouts there. That's where the manager sits. And the, okay, you got a dugout on each side of the of the diamond. So anyway, so the, the, the dugout reporter would be somebody who would have access to getting into the dugout, talking to the manager, talking to some players between innings, off camera. He's, you know, he'd get in there and find out if somebody got hurt, what information can you give me? And then a little bit later, they would go on camera. They'd have a little designated spot that they would stand, not in the dugout, but, you know, near it. And they'd be on camera and they'd say, okay, so-and-so was taken out of the game, uh, had uh, injured his hamstring, and, you know, his left hamstring, and uh, the, they, he's not going to be making it back into the game, and we'll see about the, whether or not he goes on the injured list, or back in those days they called it the di- disabled list, but they've changed that to injured list, because disabled, I don't know, just seemed, oh, they're so woke, because they don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. You know, you know the opposite of the term woke, you know what that is? It's uh, asshole. Remember that. So, in the, in the context of Trying to be empathetic toward other people, that's what woke is. And then when you hear somebody going on about, oh, you're so woke, it's, oh, are you an asshole? Do you not care about how other people feel? Remember, have that in, the, in, the, in your mind somewhere. Okay, so that's, that was happening. So we get that. But then the slippery slope began. They started to want even more access. I mean, the, 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 the coverage of the game, the announcers and the TV executives, and it's, this is a TV thing mainly. Wanted more access to the to the players to the to the game during the game. For some reason, they think that that makes it more interesting. They would put a microphone on a player while they're playing, right? But they wouldn't, you know. They just just to catch things he, that he might say to other players, to the opposing players, to the umpires. Some of the some of the sounds, and they'd play that at some other part of the game. They would play a little. Oh, this is what we have, you know, what we were hearing, and they'd show, you know, the the, the video of him saying something, and you know, and you could hear him saying something to the to the opposing player who just got a hit or something, whatever. And they'd call that sounds of the game, but then the slope slipped a little more. And, and I, I don't know if I got this all chrono- chronologically correct as to when things happened, but it was like one led to another, led to another sort of thing. So um, <clears throat> you, you then had uh, uh, the, 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 the announcers interview players who weren't playing. It might be a pitcher who had pitched the game before or he's pitching the next day's game. So he's not active that. He's just sitting in the dugout watching the game. So they might put a microphone on him and headphones on him and talk to him, interview him. You know, what do you, what do you, you know, how'd that game go last night or whatever, stuff like that. Or they might be talking to a player who's who's injured, uh, who's suited up but it's not going to play, and they're just sitting on the, you know, on the bench. They might talk to that person. All right. So then, so the, and then they would show that on camera while they're ta- while the game's going on. And then the slope slipped a little more. We slipped down the slope, I should say, a little bit more to. Um, talking to the managers but this would be between innings they would they would make sure the announcer would tell you this was done between innings they'd have the, the dugout reporter stand and talk to him or the announcers would do they, they, they put a uh, headphones on the manager and, and they'd, they'd ask him some questions and he'd get like a 45 second or a minute a segment talking to them and they'd play that back later you know and so that would happen between the innings so the manager can, you know, take a little break. Just, just you know, they'd only do it once a game and take a little break. 
and get away from you know without distracting them from the game. So then, then they decided, you know what? Let's talk to the managers while the game's going on. Yeah, so the so that we slip down the slope a little bit more to that. Let's talk to them while the game's going on. And oh, the announcers, they're always so effusive with appreciation. Oh, thank you so much for talking to us. We really appreciate it. Oh, no problem, guys. I like to think that the league, that the, that the manager's thinking to himself, look, I have to do it because the league tells me I have to do it. But I don't know. Maybe they enjoy doing it. I only have seen it happen once where they're talking to a manager while the game is being played. Something happens on the field, like one of his players gets a hit or something, and he says, I'm sorry, guys. I have to, I have to manage now. I have to, I have to cut this short. And he takes his headphones off and walks away. The announcers say, hey, we understand. Thank you for your time. You know, and okay, I've seen that happen once. All right. Okay. So then, so then we slip down the slope a little more to talking to the player while they're playing. But this was in an all-star game. See, the all-star game it doesn't count. Oh, there was a s- small segment of time when they they made it count for something would be you know whichever league it, the all-star game is uh, the best or most popular players play of one league playing against the best or most popular players of another league right so, so it's got the national league going against the american league and whoever which league wins that game gets home field advantage in the world series at the end of the season you know for the championship so that they made it that way but that only lasted a few years and they decided we're going to scrub that we're not going to do that anymore um and they have something else that they do uh, to determine who gets home field advantage. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that. But it's an all-star game, so it's an exhibition game. It's it's just for fun. It's just funsies. You know, that's all it is. It doesn't it doesn't matter. It's not important. So they figured, well, let's let's put a microphone on a player. They've done that before. They've mic'd them up. But this time, let's put an earpiece in there. And while they're in the field, let's talk to them. And I saw that happening, and I went, "Huh, I don't like this. Where's this going?" Because even at the, I was like, "Where is this going?" And you can imagine where it went. It slipped its way into the regular season games. It started happening. Now they only do it at one point in the game, usually in the second or third inning, for half an inning. It's one player they talk to, and they're in the outfield, but sometimes they're in the infield. And if you know baseball at all, it's it's a lot of standing around. It is, but it's punctuated by moments where you got to move your ass. You got to be quick. You got to make decisions. You got to react fast, yeah. and you need to be concentrating through those standing around parts. You got to pay attention to what's going on because you might have to spring into action right now. And it, and if you're talking to somebody outfield, they have a little more time to react to a play if a ball comes out to their direction. But if you're talking to somebody on the infield, if you're talking to a shortstop, they're one of the busier players on the uh, you know on the field. They're one you know, the, the ball comes out to short an awful lot, and so they, they're they're usually the one that starts a double play. They're you know it's just they have to pay attention, and they don't. It's it's a much shorter distance to get to them than it is to get to somebody on the outfield. So they have much less time to react. And I'm watching that happen. I'm thinking, what are you doing? Why are the players allowing this? I don't need to, they're they're not really giving me anything that I that makes the game better for me. It's just why are you you're playing a game? They can't do this in hockey. They can't do it in basketball because the guys are moving constantly. They don't do it in football because even though there's a lot of standing around in football, 
it's football. They're not going to do that. They're not going to talk to a, mic up a player while they're while they're playing. I mean, they might have microphones on them just to hear the sounds of the game, but they're not going to be talking to them. What play are you going to call here? You know, this kind of stuff. And it's just, that bothered me. And it, it would happen, not in every game that's televised, but the if the game is more uh, a, a national kind of thing. Fox Sports has its uh, 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 Baseball Night in America, which is on Saturday nights, and then ESPN has its game on Sunday nights. And those I watch both of them, and I have I, I, I have to get through that moment. And I just I sit and just shake my head. Why are you talking to this guy? Let him he's working. Let him do his game. Let him play the game. It's playing, but you know, it just ugh, it's bothered me. So now I'm up to. Now, this is all familiar ground for you if you've listened to me before. I've gone on about this before. Now the slope has slipped a bit more, or the slip ring down the slope has gotten... We've gotten a little further down the slope now. And this is past All-Star Game. The past, just this one that just was played, this All-Star Game, they, the announcers, yeah, they talked to somebody in the outfield. They talked to somebody on the infield. They talked to everybody! I'm exaggerating, but I, it's pretty damn close. They talk to outfielders. They talk to infielders. They talk to catchers. They talk to hitters. They talk to pitchers while they're doing their job. While the pitcher is pitching, they're talking to him. I, I know it's the All-Star Game. It doesn't count. It's exhibition. It's for fun. But look where we've gotten to. On the slope, I'm hoping that this is as far as it goes. I'm hoping that the regular season doesn't start have us talking to pitchers while they're on the mound. It's come on, you know, announcers, get your asses back in the booth. Let the players play. All right, I'm going to take my next break. I'm going to uh, clean off this lather that I've built, and. Uh, uh, I'll be back. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. The number one choice for music, sports, news, and talk radio. So keep that dial locked to ztalkradio.com. Hi, I'm Darren McKee, one of the hosts of The Reality Check. Each week, my co-host and I explore a range of controversies and curiosities using science and critical thinking. You can find us on iTunes, your favorite podcasting platform, and on Facebook by searching for The Reality Check or by following us on Twitter at TRC underscore podcast. Until then, keep an open mind, but not so open your brain falls out. When, oh when, will someone design an exploding head emoticon? Please, someone, anyone. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. Listen to Z Talk Radio on ZTalkRadio.com. 
And welcome back to Dimland Radio here in the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons. I'm still talking sports uh, at this, but I'm going to continue. So, sports ballers, beware. But this is, this is an example of, I turned around. <laughs> I changed my mind. All right, uh, let's take you through it. So, I get to watch this year's All-Star Game. Now, I'm already steamed that I have to hear everybody who's playing the game talk to the announcers. Now, they didn't do it constantly throughout the whole game, but, you know, uh, well, actually, it almost was. It's like once they got done talking to the batter, they started talking to the pitcher. Once, they, Oh, God. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, okay. I went on that rant. Let's go on to another one. Uh, Minnesota Twin uh, center fielder Brian Buxton uh, was named to, to his first All Star team. You know, he 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 was he was picked as an All Star. He was a starting player in the starting lineup as, as an All Star, and it was his first time doing. He's been in the league for eight years. He's a really really good player, excellent defense, uh, excellent defensive player, really good hitter, a little streaky. But seems to be uh, really kind of working it out and hitting more consistently uh, than he uh, had. But he's injury prone, and he hasn't. He's he, that's the that's the one thing. It's like Ugh, if that guy could just stay healthy, he'd be a freaking superstar. So anyway, he's playing in his first All Star game, and the way the game went uh, in the first inning, the National League. Who has been on a uh, eight All-Star game losing streak? Eight games they've lost in a row. They haven't won one since whatever eight years ago would be. And uh, and so when they went up two runs to nothing in the first inning, thought, oh, maybe the National League will get it together this year. Maybe it'll happen. Maybe they won't lose nine in a row. But in the fourth inning, the American League got a guy on base, and then hated Yankee player Giancarlo Stanton came up to, to, to the plate, and he hit a home run. So that, uh, that meant that the game was now tied at two. The next player up to hit for the American League was Byron Buxton, and Buxton also hit a home run. It was back-to-back. So that meant the American League is now leading 3-2. to two. Uh-oh. And that was really cool. It's cool to see a Minnesota Twin you know, in his first All-Star game having a little moment to shine. He had struck out his first time uh, uh, hitting during that game, but on his second at-bat, he, took it, he, he made it count. So that was great. Very exciting. Uh, I was very pleased with that. I mean, in general, the game I was pleased with. It was just the coverage that was bothering me. But again, I've already gone over that rant. So, uh, the game held at that score, three to two. The uh, American League pitchers prevented the National League hitters from from being able to score again, and game came to an end. And the American League won yet again. The National League. Their losing streak in the All-Star Games is now extended to nine, which is weird, but it happens. Uh, and it's just an exhibition game. It doesn't count for anything anymore. It's just to show the best players or the most popular get together and play. And it's kind of fun. 
the you know the night before they do the home run derby. Oh god, that's tedious. <laughs> I watched this the last round on YouTube and I did a lot of fast forwarding. It's really tedious. I don't know. It's just there's just it's just not I don't know. It's not exciting to me. But okay, anyway. So the the uh, uh, the American League wins the game. And as is tradition in the All-Star game, there is a player who is named the All-Star game MVP, most valuable player of that game. So I'm thinking, well, I wonder who it will be. Yeah, they, they say it's coming up after this after this commercial break. We'll come back and announce the MVP for the 2022 All-Star game. So All right. And so they go to the commercial, and I text a, a fellow that I work with, and I said, you know, he's he's now paying attention to this. He's a baseball fan. He had been doing something even he wasn't, you know, the game doesn't really count, so he doesn't, you know, he wasn't really watching it. But he started to pick up on it a little toward the end there. And then the game after the game, I'm te- I texted him. I said, I told him who I thought was going to get the uh, the MVP award. I said, and you can ask him that I called it. I said it's going to be Giancarlo Santana, uh, Stanton. Sorry, Giancarlo Stanton. That's his name, not Santana. Stanton. It's going to be him. He's going to get it because he's a Yankee. And the Major League Baseball are just major jock sniffers of the Yankees. I'm sorry, the hated Yankees. They just really are. Oh, Yankees, the Yankees. Oh, Yankees, the Yankees. And I guess I can understand it. They're his, they're, they, they, they are a historical franchise that have had this extraordinary successful uh, existence. They've won 27 World Series. And they're looking really good this year. The team looks really good. They're going to be hard to beat. And it looks like eh, they could be on their way to their 28th World Series championship. I hope they don't get it. I hope they lose. I hope they don't get there. Or if they get there, they lose. I want them to continue to not win a World Series for a long-ass time. They Yankee fans need to know the pain. Anyway. <clears throat> they came back from commercial. They've got their talk, they talked to Billie Jean King and they talked to Steve Garvey. Two icons in sports, especially Billie Jean, and she has something to do with the NBA, uh, the, the MLB, uh, Major League Baseball. She has something, you know, something to do. And Steve Garvey's a Hall of Fame uh, ball player, and they, they have the reporter guy for Fox talking to them, and then they present the award to Giancarlo Stanton. See, his home run tied the game. Byron Buxton's only won the game. You know, I would think. The winning run, the player is is the, the home run that wins the game would be just slightly more valuable than a home run that ties the game. Just slightly more valuable. Not a ton more, but slightly more valuable. And I just oh god, and I said, did I call it? I mean I to be fair, I said it's gonna be Giancarlo Stanton or a pitcher. If it was a pitcher. I guess there was, I can't remember who it was, but uh, he pitched, He pitches for the uh, Cleveland Guardians. I guess he did a really magnificent job when he came in and pitched later to, to hold the lead. And, and so, you know, if he had gotten it, I wouldn't have been upset. But it's just that, oh, you know, I just, I'm a Minnesota Twins fan, so of course I hate the Yankees. Because the we've been the whipping boy of the Yankees for I don't know how many years now. There was a time when the Twins could beat the Yankees. Oh, they've beaten them once this season so far. But that's how it goes. They play the Yankees like, I'm sorry, the hated Yankees, six or seven games a year. You know, three or four here, three or four 
in, in, in New York. And we win one. On a good year, we might win two of those games. And that's not that's nothing. Then we meet them in the playoffs, we get swept. There's no winning going on against them. And that's how it's been for for I sent I don't know, for since since two thousand three, I think it is. Okay, so anyway. <clears throat> I was of course, you know, and my yeah, you know, the guy I worked with said, Yep, you called it. And said, Of course it was him, of course it had to be the hated Yankee. And oh I took to Facebook and I rant 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 rant. And a little time went by. And I decided to go online and check and see, you know, opinions of that. Was Buxton robbed of the MVP? Was he? Be- you know, I, I, I looked. I, you know, seen some opinions. There was a, there was a tweet somebody put out. Somebody, I, I forget the name, but it, it looks like he was somehow connected to Major League Baseball. Or Maybe I don't know, but he tweeted something like, you know, the the Yankees beat the Twins again. Giancarlo Stanton wins MVP. Brian Bucks, and not you know over Brian Buxton or something. So it's just yeah okay. But then I heard some other opinions, some other talking about it. Listened to a little something, read a couple of things. I thought, huh, because it was there. It was there in the game at the time. I was being told the audience was being told, without them knowing, you know, the announcers knowing what they were telling us. While the game's being played, but they were being—they were giving us the clue as to why Major League Baseball or whoever makes the decision of who gets the MVP for the All-Star Game was making that decision. You see, Stanton had grown up in Los Angeles. When he was a kid, he would go see the Dodgers play. He would go to Dodger Stadium, that stadium in which the All-Star Game was being played this year. He. He'd go to watch the games there, and he'd sit in that part of the outfield, in the stands out there, where he hit a home run, where he hit that home run to to tie the game. And the announcers were making, you know, making that known and how incredible that is, how full circle it is for him, how, you know, how. And I went when I was reading that, reading that, and looking back on it, and listening, and I, and I went, huh, yeah. They were saying, without expressly saying it, how much of a better story it makes to award him the MVP because of this connection. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe his tying home run wasn't more valuable. It's certainly valuable to the team. It's maybe not be more valuable than the home run that ends up winning the game, but. There's this backstory that you know he has a history here, and he gets to come back as an adult playing the game as a professional for the elite team of the league, and he gets to in front of, you know in front of the nation in an all-star celebration of, of the game. He gets he hits a home run that ties it. So yeah, that's the better story. That's that is it's the better story. Um, uh, Buxton may have come from more more humble of a background uh, of, of of a beginning in Georgia, than than Stanton did in in California. I think Stanton had his family was fine, you know had a little more money or something, a little more middle class or whatever. And and Buxton, you know, had a was a poor situation and you know, a more difficult youth, I guess. I don't know. It's 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 but but this 
this connection makes it a better story. So I thought, okay, all right, well. And then I read Buxton's, that Buxton himself said that he thought that Stanton should have gotten the MVP. So if Buxton's okay with it, I guess I'm okay with it. I mean, it's baseball. You know, what are you going to do? Good night, Adolfo. Good night, Frau Blucher. Oh, boy. This end of the show came awfully quick. I'm trying to keep these closer to being an hour. So, anyway, you've been listening to Dimland Radio. Sorry if, you don't, if you're not into the sports. There wasn't much for you this show. And if you're not into comic books, there was nothing for you. <laughs> anyway, be skeptical. And, uh, and uh, this is Jim, Dr. Nippet Simmons, reminding you, sleep the lights out. See you next week. check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. My life, you're clever, Dim. It's certainly taken me in. Well, well I'm going, going to hell. To hell.